Hi, I'm Ariel Demaras, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Vice News Reports, with people telling you they have the definitive take on the news. We bring you to the news, so you can hear it for yourself. You've never traveled quite like this. Get the Vice News Reports podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Radio Tony with Tony Lontis. Author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony. Building resilience, talking trauma. Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. On W4WN, a platform for the unheard. Good evening, America. Good morning, Australia. And hello to the Philippines. I had a lovely message from a listener in the Philippines saying that he loved the show. It's very nice to have messages from you all to tell me what you think about the show. So just a reminder... Radio Tony has its own Facebook page. It also has its own website. And I'm going to pop all the links into the chat box as we go along. Exciting news for Radio Tony. We have just released our first course called Online Radio and Podcasting Made Easy. And I will pop the link to that in the chat box as well. I love to connect with you, the listeners, and hear what you think, how things are going in your life, and if you're okay. Um, I've just been talking to Rebel, our gorgeous technician before the show, and she was saying that uh, they've just had the impact of hurricanes uh, where she is, and this time it was a little more scary, lots of buildings shaking. So for any of you who've just been through that hurricane, um, I'm thinking of you. I do check in with Rebel um, as often as I can to make sure that you're all okay out there. Um, this week I had some uh, really lovely things happen to me and I thought that I'd just share with you. One of my team members um, knew that we, uh, me in particular, had a really difficult couple of weeks around some family stuff and I'll just call it stuff because that's what it is. And she sent me a little care bundle with some oils. And I know that we've talked often on the show about um, self-care, self-nurturing and looking after yourself and in particular your mental health. And I try and do that as a regular part of who I am. So for me, I have to do some sort of meditation 
Uh, most days of the week, um, you all know that I have my wonderful goats and llamas that if things are getting tough, I just walk downstairs and cuddle a goat and the world is a better place. Anyway, one of my team members sent me this lovely little care package that had some beautiful oils in them. And one of them that is my fast favorite already is called Gypsy Freedom. And the other one is called, it's a spritzer, and it's called Self Love Spritzer. Now, how gorgeous is that? The Self Love Spritzer has jasmine, lavender, cinnamon, water, and rose quartz crystal chips in it. And I have to say, it's really, really gorgeous. The other one that she sent me was something called Euphoric Soul. And euphoric soul is for empaths to help protect them because as you walk through the world, if you're an empath, you realize that you pick up on everyone's energy and you have to um, protect yourself from picking up that energy. And so, lovely ones, I just want to send you a reminder today to look after yourself. Make sure you're taking care of you because if you can't look after yourself first and foremost, you are not in the place to look after anyone else. And so, we today have another amazing author on the show with us. And I want to tell you a little bit about Danelle before I introduce you to her. Now, Danelle is, and I hope that I'm saying this well, this right, I think it, it, Danelle is probably the pr- correct pronunciation. Now, Danelle is a published author and public speaker, and she started writing over 10 years ago whilst on a journey to save $40,000. And she did the saving of the $40,000 in less than a year. And her goal was simple. It was to not end up with a bank loan after selling a home and buying a new one, a pain-free upgrade. And since then, Danelle has lectured all over Wisconsin financial circuit, created over a dozen of more websites, and then started on her books based off her thrifty advice, uh, her time as a professional chef, and the delight in seeing new places, new places rather, and trying new things. She is the brains behind the popular. Midwest travel blog, travelingcheesehead.com, and I'm going to ask her about that when we get to talk to her. In addition to her love of all things travel, and we're we're like-minded souls there. I love to travel, and I tell you, 2020 has been so difficult because I really miss travel. Anyway, Danelle enjoys great food made from scratch, trying out new things and spending time with her family and friends. She also keeps bids busy with her kiddos who started who one of which started college at the age of nine and is now 14. So I'm going to ask her about that. And Danelle's work with her current publisher, Something or Other Publishing, yes, they're called Soup, has led to her joining their team and heading their anthology program. Danelle has been featured on NBC, uh, CBS, Mums Every Day, uh, WB57 Wisconsin, State Journal, Home. Town News, Wisconsin Public Radio, Jensville 
Gazette, etc. And of course, she has an amazing website called travelingcheesehead.com and it's all about her Midwest road trip adventures. And she has a new book coming out and we're going to talk about that as well. So I want to read you a little uh, something else about Danelle before I introduce her. Um, she says, when you feel like quitting, think about why you started. Times have been tough for a lot of people this year. There are a lot of decisions forced upon them and plans needed to change. Don't give up. Things will get better. You just need to look at things differently for different solutions. In March, COVID wiped out all of Danelle's press tips, press trips for travel writers. And so she had to stop her 50 book series on family-friendly travel by state. And new opportunities were created by her by looking at things differently. So welcome to Radio Tony. Danelle, I'm so happy to have you here. And I actually have the pleasure of Danelle on video. And she's looking incredibly beautiful this morning. I have to tell you, listeners, <laughs> There's a big, bright smile, and I cannot wait to talk to her. So, without further ado, here is the gorgeous Danelle Razor Gay. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. My voice has gone croaky already, so that's not a great start. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. That's what live radio is all about. It's spring in Australia, and this year we have had uh, the most amazing bee pollen insect season. The trees in our orchard are, are flowering and there's so much pollen in the air that everyone's hay fever is in overdrive. And, of course, my hay fever affects my speaking voice because that's just what it does. So I've been, you know, doing all the things you do to keep your voice in top-notch condition, but it's still a little bit croaky. So I'm sorry, Danelle. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's actually evening here in Wisconsin, so it's just fun to hear you say, it is. you know, good morning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, I think that's part of the – so I'm in Australia and it's Thursday morning and for you guys in the US, it's Wednesday evening. So we're sort of uh, a day ahead and I tell you what, there's days when the time zone conversion, when I'm talking to someone in the eastern side of the US, then I'm talking to someone in the western side of the US, then I'm talking to someone in the UK and South America, and my poor brain just gets quite <laughs> muddled with all the time zones. But it's wonderful that we are connected so easily across the planet now, and I guess that's one of the amazing things in 2020. There has been so much connection and networking happening on a virtual basis. That's really great for humanity, don't you think, Danelle? I do. Even our schools here right now are virtual, so um, they call it distance yeah. learning. Here. So yeah. um, people still being able to work if their jobs are, you know, accommodating to this and the technology letting everybody still be able to do stuff and connect with people. Yeah. So tell me about your kiddo, the one that started uni at nine years old. That's really incredible. Um, she was reading before she was two years old. Um, we just kind of knew that we were stuck. 
<laughs> and um, <laughs> the, you know, when you get into kindergarten and then they realized by third grade, she was already at high school levels. They wouldn't put her in high school wow. courses. So we ended up doing online college for a little while. And yes. she's old enough now to do college in attendance. Um, yes. But we're also doing high school at the same time. So college credits count for high school. So in about a year, we'll have a high school degree and a year later, the college degree. Oh, my goodness. So what is she studying in college, Danelle? She was doing astrophysics and then... Oh, my uh, Lord. (laughs) Well, she's still staying in science. It's a little different. My father-in-law passed in uh, April with dementia and my mother now has Alzheimer's. So she's really gotten into the psychological sciences and now she's looking at a um, double major in psychology and music therapy. Oh, wow. What a what a kid, hey? How does she manage being 14? I'm guessing that she's pretty mature, 14-year-old, but how does she manage with the whole college environment being only 14? Is that tough on her? And how do you feel as her mum? Is that has that been difficult for you guys? You have to be a certain age to actually be on the college campus. So it had to be um, online college for a while. And then you have to be chaperoned on campus, which means it's a good thing I work for my laptop because (laughs) I get to chaperone. But um, we blend with school and coordinate the curriculum so that we make things kind of work all around. Try and keep things as normal as possible. Yeah. Great job. Well done. I, that, that's an incredible feat for you to um, get her to that point and keep her, her learning and, and kudos to her. What an amazing future she has. She's very self-driven, um, but we do a lot of the normal things, everything from scouts to confirmation at church, um, volunteer work, uh, clubs at school. We do dance. I mean, all of that stuff. So we do a lot of very age normal things too because that's important yes absolutely absolutely now we want to talk about you and I want to talk about your background and growing up and family life so let's start at the beginning tell me about you and how you got to this point in time boy um I'm old I'm over 50. You so I remember. She's not old, were... people. Not old. <laughs> well, I remember when times were tight in the 70s, and my mom did the whole yes. coupon clipping, grocery lists, meal planning, and getting creative yes. and, you know, yes. repurposing things, sewing clothes. So I grew up knowing how to can and sew and do a lot of those kinds of things. And it fell out of style for a while. Um, yes. When it did, didn't it? It did. It did. Um, I went into the service to pay for my college. Um, so I'm a Desert Storm veteran. Um, <gasps> wow. <laughs> um, and then after that, I actually ended up uh, opening a restaurant and a catering company. And I did that for almost 10 years. So uh-huh. throw a professional chef into the title on that. Um, and, you know, married life, kids, the whole thing comes along and yes. we outgrew the house and it was already paid off. Yes. And like you shared my story, we wanted to have a bigger home. 
And we shopped around to see what it was going to cost. And the difference was $40,000. And that became the thing, going back to what I learned as a kid and sharing mm-hmm. that, being publicly accountable with my readers. And then it just kind of snowballed into its whole own enterprise. Uh-huh. So how difficult was it, though, that time spent saving that money? Did you do it um, instinctively because you were familiar with, you know, cost cutting and um, saving? Or was it was it tricky and difficult? It was different. I mean, there's, you know, life is about choices. You get to choose, you know, is it something I need? Is it something I want? So going on and working on the choices, that's what it is. Uh-huh. We didn't need a lot of different things. So it was easy to um, avoid spending that kind of money. We had tracked our spending yeah. and found we were spending almost $600 a month to eat out. That was a fast one to stop. Um uh-huh. Because that right there, I mean, you're talking 7000 a year just right there. Um, you know, the garage sales, the tax returns, the creating a little extra income. So it was just basic finance principles. Where are you spending your money? Create a budget. Find extra avenues of income. And it came together a lot faster than we thought it would. It's really quite an accomplishment to do that and then not have the mortgage associated with the home. Did it bring you more joy moving into that new home knowing that you didn't have a mortgage? Do you know how nice it is to pay cash for a house? Yes. We were, I mean, we're very lucky compared to many people, but we've also worked hard for it. Um, That was probably one of the best feelings, you know, other than having my daughter, um, that um, I can talk <laughs> of about you know, those lifelong decisions or momentum, you know, occasions. Um, so tell us about this wonderful house. What makes it so special, other than it hasn't got a mortgage on it? Is it the house of your dreams, Danelle? It is the house of my dreams. Um, everything uh-huh. from my own craft studio to a good-sized kitchen. The main thing was is that my father-in-law at the time was 90 and he yes. was losing his vision. He couldn't live by himself anymore. Yes. And it, part of it was already mm-hmm. handicap accessible so we could move him in. And ah. he stayed, he was no longer able to. So, um, yeah. you know, big playroom space for the kids. And with grandpa here, they were able to go yeah. still downstairs and do their own thing. Everybody had their own space, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes it really a nice place place to live. Now, I want to talk about the traveling cheesehead. When I read the uh, title, I'm like, oh my God, where did that come from? But there's a story behind that, isn't there? Yes. Wisconsin people, we are referred to as cheeseheads. It's the dairy state. Oh my state God, that's United horrible. <laughs> no, we have the largest dairy state of the United States and uh-huh. we have the highest cheese production. So they uh-huh. call it's, it's like an honorary title. It's a good thing. So um, okay, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, most people in the United States, cheesehead, you say that, and they picture they are actually cheese-shaped foam hats that are really hot <laughs> as far as like gay gifts <laughs> in our airports and everything. It's hilarious. Ah, okay. So Wisconsin's not somewhere that I've actually physically been in 
America. So I'm now getting a wonderfully vivid image and I think I've I've seen those hats and just thought they were a gimmick but now I'm understanding the story behind that that makes them more special. So you started traveling and blogging about the travel that you did. Were they short trips, long trips? What sort of trips? Um, originally when I was doing the finance site, I would talk about ways to travel on the thrift. So uh-huh. ways to save in hotels, save on cruises, things to pack for your road trips, um, lots of just different ways to save money, yet still be able to go out and enjoy and have fun. Um, we love to do, we have a pop-up camper, so we love to, you know, go camping and be out in nature too. So um Finally, I realized I had so much content on that site. That's when I created the Traveling Cheeseheads website and put a lot more focus on all of my travel over there. So um, there's stuff on there from when I've been to Europe. There's stuff on there from like the Bahamas, different states. It's wherever we travel. I was just going to say it's not just Wisconsin people there is a huge amount of amazing information on that website from all over the world with really good tips and tricks and conversation about all things travel, um, which I enjoyed reading considering that we've not been able to travel. I'm not sure if um, you guys in America realise, but Australia still has closed borders. Um, they some of the states within our within Australia are still closed. The borders are still closed as well. So we have not been able to travel at all. So my two retreats to the Philippines were cancelled. I'm not even sure we're going to make the May Philippines travel tour yet. It's kind of up in the air. But I know for the US, you've had a bit more ability to travel around and move from state to state. Um, Have you still managed to travel this year, Danelle, or have you focused more on, on your writing? I was supposed to cover five different states this year, plus then a trip to Europe. So obviously that all didn't happen. And actually the United States is pretty bad. Our borders, no one's allowing people from the United States into their country right now because. Yeah, I was just going to say. (laughs) The whole COVID mess is very political here. Um, They're fighting whether they should or shouldn't wear masks between the different parties. And the, um, I would say two thirds of the states have increasing numbers like Wisconsin. Um, A lot of our surrounding states don't want people from Wisconsin in there because the Wisconsin rates have jumped so much over the last month and a half. Yeah. 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 No heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see what's happening across the US as an in outsider looking in. And because my shows are based in the US, I feel really um, tied to the American people. And I just watching what's happening to your great country is it just makes me heart sick actually I just I feel desperately sad for you guys and I I really think that if you don't change have a change of leadership I fear for what America may become and what may happen across the great 
States of America, and in particular the whole COVID. Um, it, it you know people talk about their right to um, do what they want to do, to hold mass meetings, to to travel, to wear or not to wear a mask. It actually comes down to the simple concept of there is a virus. Social distancing, masks, and uh, staying out of public if you're sick will protect you, just like any other flu. If we, if you wore a mask in flu season, if you stayed home when you were sick, and if you maintained social distancing, that would protect you in normal flu season, and that would be a good thing. But we are in COVID, and this thing is a nasty little bugger, and you don't know whether it's going to be you're going to be asymptomatic. You don't know if you're going to um, have really bad symptoms. It, it's such a um, nasty little virus. So if you compare it to the to the flu and you think, well, you know, you get the flu, you could get really sick, um, you have a tiny chance of dying. COVID is just so different because you can be completely not sick at all or you can die. And the variables between those parameters are unknown. So you don't know at the beginning if you're going to be really, really sick or you're going to get away with it without too much issue. And I just, the division that these conversations have created across America is sad, Danelle. Like it's just so sad. We're sad about it. And the big thing that we're finding, especially with the spike of numbers, because I think that's something the United States is leading the world in right now is cases. It which is. is it is. It's way it's, ahead. The big problem is n- not the fact that we've had 220,000 people die already here. It's the fact that if you get the disease and then you get better, it's the long lasting residual effects on your system because Correct. it affects so many different systems in your body it's what are the survivors who get it having to deal with for the rest of their life and that's a conversation that the current administration tends to downplay and a lot of people don't want to pay attention to that so it's a lot of it's all about me and what I want and what I'm entitled to versus thinking about your neighbor and that's the sad part for a lot of us a lot of us are very sad going on here yeah, I, I I agree, Danelle. It, it, like, what does it hurt you to wear a mask? Like, seriously, it's just a mask, for God's sake. It's not like we're asking you to do something incredibly difficult. It's just a mask, guys, you know, and it's for your protection and it's for the protection of everyone around you. And I just, I don't understand that whole concept of my life is more important than yours. My life is more, and what I want is more important than what anyone else thinks. And it, and I've, I've seen a number of um, higher level church uh, reverend slash preachers going, I will hold church no matter what. It's my God-given right. Well, sorry, guys. Actually, if you were really a Christian, you would be thinking about the good of greater humanity and not about your own selfish desire to hold a church service. Uh, I'm gobsmacked watching on from the outside. And I just, there's many times I just want to send a virtual hug to Americans and say, hey, guys, we're thinking of you. Like, seriously, you, you, 
you're in a tough space. And I guess the world is watching on to see what happens on the 3rd of November and hope to God that there is a change for you. Not that the other candidate is is without blemish. There's not a lot of choice for you guys. Both are blemished, but one is one is way more blemished than the other, let me say. It, yeah, it's choosing the least of the evils kind of a thing. But um, It is. Yeah, and as far as church, I mean, I miss church. We haven't been to church since March. Yes. Our church is closed. They've done a few yes. parking lot services for, you know, children with movies and things like that. They've tried to be very yes. conscientious of stuff and safe. So, yes. um, yeah, there's kind of, I think. can do those things in a safe way. Like if, if that um, a preacher were to say, okay, guys, we're going to do a big service, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to hold it in a big open air um, arena. You all have to wear masks and sanitize your hands on entry and exit that's doable. You know, it's not hard. People are just, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit over people putting their selfish desires ahead of the greater humanity. That's surprising for me to, to know that people think that way. So that aside, I really want to talk about your books because that's why we have you on the show. And I'm sorry to digress, but you've got amazing books on travel, etc. out. So I want you to tell the listeners about your book and the newest book you're about to release. Well, one thing that I realized through my um, website and all the comments I was getting from people was that family-friendly travel was something that they were really looking for, especially kind of budget-friendly. Yeah. And that's why I came up with a 50-book series, Family-Friendly Travel by State. So, um, yes. you know, Alaska family-friendly travel, um, yes. Alabama. And so I got through about 15 states. And then Well done. Kind of, you know, derailed this. Derailed. then everybody became asking where is it safe to go what can I do safely and that's Uh when I looked as a member of the Midwest Travel Network I connected with some of the people in there from different states I kind of headhunted Uh and picked I think the perfect dream team of people to work with yes and yes we all stay in our own state and Uh Midwest Road Trip Adventures is all about the highways and byways in our states. We each yes. wrote our own chapter and we yeah. cover things to see, to do, places to stay, yeah. things to eat. Mm-hmm. And it's all family friendly, safe adventures that they can do. Yeah. What a fantastic idea in thinking outside the box when you can't do all the all the things that you wanted to do this year. Because truly every state would have amazing little backroads and amazing little cafes and eateries and different little quirky things to see that the normal uh, big travel um stuff doesn't cover. And there's gold out there in those country highways, isn't there? There's a lot of amazing places. Like in Wisconsin, we have a drive-through safari park. There's amazing <gasps> places to camp. There's um, Laura Ingalls Wilder's um, original house oh. in Wisconsin. There's um, Stockholm Pie. Oh my gosh, pie! I love pie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> contributions that are in the state of Wisconsin. There's so many. Um, incredible things to see and do the lighthouses the history the it's just it's you know in the old days people used to travel and it was about the journey 
A lot of us, when we travel right now, it's just to get somewhere. So going back to the journey and what you can see and do along the way. And that's the fun part of this book. It really is. Now, how old is Laura Ingalls' um, Prairie House? Oh, gosh. Over 100 years. The the Pepin Museum, yeah. um, most of it is like replica. They do have some real things yes. from the family too, but um, it's yeah. just a fun thing, especially if you've got kids and you've been reading the book series. It's just a fun stop in the area. And that's close to Stockholm yeah. Pie, so you can go and get something to eat, you know, after you go and experience your English Wilders. That's the gold of what you what you do because people, oh, I want to go and see that. But you guys make sure that they have things to do along the way and great places to eat and stay. So it's a wonderful idea, especially in these times when you can only travel in and around your state. So you've got plans to uh, go back and do the rest of your books. But in the meantime, what – are you doing at the moment? Well, when we worked out the contract for this anthology with something or other publishing, it's basically a four yes. book deal. So after this book goes out in November, we've just started yes. on the backside working on, and right now we're doing parks in our state. So federal parks, yes. state parks, county parks, whatever amazing parks we think people want to see the things they can do mm-hmm. in the area. Um, because that's the next thing as far as road trips. Camping has been really huge because yes. it's safe. You don't have to worry if the it's hotel is open. You're yep. not worrying about being with a lot of other people. There's no buffets. Yes. Um, camping yes. is up on something like, something like 800%. So yeah. talking more about the parks and giving them an inside to the different state parks and things like that, um, that's what we're doing as the next book. Yeah. Danelle, do you physically go and see most of those parks? I'm I'm thinking that this wouldn't be possible to visit them all, but do you how do you choose which ones you physically go to and which ones you um write about without going to? Um the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources has a website and it gives you an insight to uh-huh. some of the parks. So yes. you find out do they have hiking trails? Do they allow pets? Um, do they yes. have site nature centers? You know, what kind of things would attract a family? So um, uh-huh. some places are very kind of simplified, bare bones. You park and it takes like, you know, two hours to hike to the campsite because you can't drive to it. And some places oh. are more... And some places are more, if you have an RV, you bring your RV and you park it versus having a tent or a pop-up camper. So it depends yeah. on what you're looking at mm-hmm. and what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Because there would be those people who are looking to camp without uh, access to electricity and toilet facilities. And there would be those that have them as part of their camper trailer or RV or whatever. So so different markets for different people based on what they physically have. Um, mm. I have read previously that the parks across the US are, are amazing and well fitted out with camping possibilities of all different sorts. So it's wonderful to know that you get to do the writing about those parks in particular from a family perspective that's 
really good. What is your favourite park in Wisconsin, do you think? Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. You know, Door County is our, like, northern peninsula that's just beautiful. There's amazing yeah. food and it's super beautiful up there. Um, and so they have an amazing park right in the area. Um, uh-huh. But exactly 180 degrees on the state. Wyalusing State uh-huh. Park is absolutely beautiful. Um, it's uh-huh. off the Great River Road and it has, um, I want to say like 57 miles of hiking trails and uh, so many historical things in the area like Yes. Villa Louis is a mansion that's now a museum. There's an old military hospital. Oh. There's a hundred stand. Um, oh. So it's kind of a <laughs> lots to see and do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think that you've found lots of new places that you didn't know existed because you've been stuck in the state and had to to find those? Or did you have a pretty good idea what was available in and across Wisconsin? Um, You know, it's when it's the state that you live in, you work in, you play in, um, Mm -hmm. you know a lot. But when you actually drive the roads and check out the neighborhood, that's when you get to see and discover things that you might not have known before. Um, I am yeah. a big sucker for farm to fork restaurants where they yes. look like Yes. And I have had some of the most amazing food this year just because oh, we've food. these amazing places. Yeah, yeah. We actually are not far from Byron Bay and one of my favourite places in the world is called The Farm um, and that that is that whole uh, paddock-to-table concept where they grow their own uh, organically grown vegetables and, and everything is freshly picked and, yeah, there's something different about the food in those situations. It just tastes so good. And, of course, they have a huge, big um, eating area that is part outside uh, next to the animals. So you might have a rooster come and say good day. <laughs> All the pigs might, like, wander past. <laughs> so it's really good. And they have also – it's very child-friendly. They have great big um, uh, parks for them to play in with uh, stuff for them to climb on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah, there's something about that for kids and those uh, eateries that give the whole. This is where the food comes from. Uh, this is how it, you know, gets to your plate. And it it's good for our kids to know and understand the production of food and then the taste of the food and how it tastes different when it's organic and farm fresh. Well, and the partnership that a lot of these restaurants have with the farmers that they work with. Um, yes. We had, when COVID hit in March, we had food shortages like crazy at our grocery stores oh. when they were panicking and they were buying all the chicken, all the beef, um, lunch yeah. meat, frozen pizzas, all this stuff. The food chain supply wasn't ready to handle the changes. And yeah. so then a lot of restaurants that relied on the major corporations to supply them were having problems. And these farm to fork restaurants that were working with a lot of local sourcing, they didn't have an interruption in their food supply because they were coming and where it was coming from. So, um, and usually I find that those chefs 
have such love and passion for the food. That's why they care to know where it's coming from and that it is untouched as possible. And that's why the recipes are so incredibly amazing because the care that they put into it from just the ingredients on up. Yeah. As a chef, Danelle, do you think that you are more critical of the taste presentation and where the food comes from just simply because you've been in that world? Definitely. (laughs) 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 I'm also the one that if the whole family is eating, I'm the one who gets the pit and the cherry pie. I'm the one whose steak is over. Oh, no. (laughs) But I'm also that knows when I take that first bite and my eyes roll back up in my head because it is so amazing or the taste of the sauce or how they put it together. I can really appreciate, um, like in Lake Geneva, part of my road trip series that I did um, in this this book, um, there's a restaurant called Simple Cafe. And Uh what they do with the food. I mean, corn fritters that have an amazing sauce topped with avocados and sliced tomatoes. And ah. that was so incredible. It was fresh corn from a local farmer. Yeah. And it just, it just like blew my mind. I mean, yes, yes, I'm critical, but yet I also, I think, can appreciate more the back end of what goes into it. Yes, 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 which is is, is a, a wonderful perspective to share with your your readers in um, your blogs and your books. I want to go back and can you tell me, I've popped up in the chat box for the listeners that um, you can pre-order uh, Danelle's um, new book. So I want you to um, tell our listeners your special little offer for your upcoming book while I re-pop the link into our chat box because you've got a special offer around your new book. Certainly. Um, I have it right on my website. It's the last thing that I've posted. And if they pre-order from me, I will send an autographed copy to them and they will get it before it goes up into the bookstores. Fantastic. And what's the book about, Danelle? This book, it's Midwest Road Trip Adventures. So it's the 12 Midwest states where all each state is written by a different author and we cover the highways yes. and byways, the different road trips that are available in the state and all the amazing experiences that you can have. So in detail, this book gives everyone the traveler's insights into travel, isn't it? Correct. It's not Rand McNally because that's just the roads. No, no. We talk about yeah. what to see and do, experience, where to stay. Because a lot of the road trips, I personally, when I travel, I like to kind of park and play. I find a spot yes. to stay at for a few days and yes. then hit the whole neighborhood and community. So we found the yes. bed and breakfast. We found the campsites. We found the unique, yes. you know, cottages or inns to check out. Um, we've, or the mansions that you want to stay at, the places to eat, the things to do, places to hike. Um, Lake Geneva, like I just talked about, the Simple Cafe, they have an amazing candle shop, the Candle Mercantile, where <clears throat> you can go in, <gasps> custom scents or candles, and they are non-synthetic scents that they work with. It's an incredible oh. fun. Yeah. So we yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Um, the bed and breakfast. Do you have? Do you guys have a lot of bed and breakfasts across Wisconsin? Because I know some states have. Uh, it, it's a bit variable, but um, you have good bed and breakfasts across Wisconsin in particular. We do. Um, like Geneva has some fun ones. When we were um, talking about Door County, they have some amazing ones, and a lot of them work again with the local communities. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> York County is known for their cherries, so they pull in a lot of cherries and their recipes and their fresh baked goods that they offer, or their seafood. So the Door County fish boils, where you're out in the yard watching the open mm. fire right in front of <gasps> potatoes, and it's um very I don't want to say rustic because some of these places yes. are very fresh and spoil the heck out of you, but um, yes. Some people would call them inns. Here we call them bed and breakfast, yes. usually. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're family friendly as well. A lot of the ones you talk about are family friendly. And if a lot of Wisconsin is very pet friendly too, so you can take your dogs with you <gasps> and make a point of letting me <sighs> know. That's fantastic. I know when we traveled in um, Europe a last this time. Time last year that in Austria and Germany in particular a lot of people were actually traveling with their dogs um, and it's it's wonderful to see because usually your um, dogs are so much part of your family and for them to experience I remember there was a wonderful little um, dog that went with us up in one of the cable cars to the top of the Alps in Austria and I remember thinking what an amazing experience for a dog. (laughs) Well my uh, grandfather was a professor of zoology at the University of Wisconsin and he used to say that cats and dogs are about as smart as toddlers. So anywhere from a two to a four-year-old, yeah. it depends on how yes. much you interact with them. And so think about four-year-olds going up and yes. seeing that gondola as they're going up and traveling in that ski yes. lift or that, and how amazing and overwhelming and exciting that is for them. It's the same thing for the I dog. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this dog was watching out the window and having a whale of a time, and I know that it made us actually enjoy the ride that much more to see this dog enjoying it so much as well. It's that simple, unadulterated joy that children have and that dogs have too. They just, it's that simple joy. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about my goats and thinking, gosh, they would enjoy that as well, but they'd want to jump out and jump up on things and because <laughs> I don't know if you know goats are like uh, small children as well they're incredibly intelligent and um, our seven goats gosh no we couldn't travel with them they would just play up too much <laughs> uh, Danelle we are fast approaching the end of the show and I really want to make sure that people connect with you and just so that our listeners know uh, Danelle's uh, website is www.travelingcheesehead.com that's T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G-C-H-E-E-S-E-H-E-D.com 
And I'm telling you guys, this is an amazing website full of so much information. There's all of uh, Danelle's blogs. There's access where you can pre-buy her book. And remember, she's going to sign a copy for you if you pre-buy from her website right now. And uh, the information that you'll find on that site is phenomenal. It's great just to poke around and have a look and start reading. And I know I wasted so much time on there. It was fabulous. Um, Danielle, thank you so much for taking time to come on Radio Tony today. Um, I know you thought that it was tomorrow. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. I have uh, been wanting to talk to you simply because I miss travel so much. Normally, we would have been at least somewhere in Europe. I would have been to Bali. Um, Probably would have been to the Philippines a couple of times. We would have gone and seen um, our son in New Zealand, who we haven't seen for 12 months because COVID struck and We can't go anywhere, so we have to make do with lots of long phone calls. Mind you, he's having an incredibly good time because, as you know, New Zealand really doesn't have much uh, in the way of virus over there, and any time they do have anything, they jump on it pretty quickly. But um, I have enjoyed our conversation immensely. Thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony and sharing your travelling and eating wisdom because I'm like you. I'm travel and food loving person as well. It's been a delight to meet you. A lovely to see you on the camera. And that, my wonderful friends, is your lot for this week on Radio Tony. Danelle, thanks again. Listeners, jump onto that website. It's fantastic just to spend an afternoon on that website and read all the amazing information and for you in the US particular it's great American centric uh, travel information and if you can't travel overseas why not travel in your country so Danelle thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony we are out of time it's my absolute pleasure to meet you and I hope we get to chat soon and if I ever get to America I know I'll be looking you up thank you Tony All right, listeners, that's it for now. Over to you, Rebel, and I will see you all next week. Bye, Danelle. Bye. Radio Tony, your safe space for tough conversations, exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis, author of Resilience, memoir of a broken little girl discovering a woman of strength and beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Available now on Amazon.com and in all good bookstores. Radio Tony. Back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Mom.